This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. It's an open topic show today, so we're looking for your questions to get your uh, projects completed in the house. Also, uh, we're going to be taking the hour to talk water heater maintenance. And boy, that kind of blew up on us last week in a strange way. Anyway, join the conversation and tell us what you've got going on in 2023 we're already arguing so it's gonna be a great I, I know, show i know it's like it, <laughs> we've already disestablished all of our disagreements all the boundaries <laughs> have already been settled as we're walking in well pam did attack me yeah pam so did I, attack I, I was innocent i, I did nothing we were started arm wrestling nothing. and i took uh, him down right yeah and that uh so that was <laughs> so now we're going to talk about home improvement stuff good so yeah um, I, I, I wanted to start the show this morning. We, my wife and I were were home shopping this week. And boy, did I bring bunches of stuff back to you. Uh-oh. Uh, a wife found this gorgeous house. Gorgeous house. And man, it had all the stuff. And I thought, wait a minute. And I looked at it. And it was... It, it was at the right price, you know. It looked good, but it's purdy. I, I, it was very purdy. It's purdy. It was very pretty. Uh-huh. Well, but you know, from being on this show, I know how you know sometimes things just get flipped. So I started looking around. They and, call that lipstick on a pig. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I walked around the house, and one thing I found, and I just thought I've got to ask Pam and Jeff, was uh, I went to the electrical panel, and it is pink and perfect. I mean, it's, it looks like somebody's done some new work there, at least in the past, you know, 10, 12 years, something like that. It looks pretty good, you know, with a new box and breakers and everything else. Well, I'm talking to the realtor, and he said, oh, by the way, there's still some knob and tube in the house. Mm. Oh, good. Um, Boy. Well, and and <clears throat> so I, I, I kind of had to think about this. The wife and I get back in the car, and so we're talking all right, well, how bad could that be, right? <laughs> right, right. So, so, but it was it was funny. I called Pam yesterday with this, and she said, you're going to have to ask Jeff. But I called Pam yesterday, and I said, you know, I, I, I asked Google, is it okay to buy a house with knob and tube wiring in it? Mm-hmm. It's a type of old electrical sure, wiring. that's place. right. And, and, and Google said, well, people do it every day. Yeah. And, and, uh, Yes, it is more of a fire hazard than a modern standard. Well, however, uh, only if it's mistreated. Right. And and so anyway, I was going to leave it to the pros because I know there are thousands of homes here in Mississippi that are, you know, built in, uh, you know, 100 years ago that were knob and two, which is the original kind of electrical wiring folks that that people use first to put electricity into homes well let's explain what it is okay so folks so folks kind of know you know when we've taught we tried to and jeff you're gonna have to help me with this but mm-hmm. you know electricity goes in a circuit it, it goes in a circle that's right 
It, goes, it has to go back to where it started. Where it started. It's a big old circle. Well, back whenever they first started wiring houses, they ran two wires for the circle, one to get it there and one to get it back. So that's what the – and then the knob and tube, the tube is a glass cylinder mm-hmm. that the wires ran through because if yep. you lay it on wood, you're going to have trouble. <laughs> well, if you look at it, folks, uh, I've looked at it one time up in an attic, and I can tell you what it looks like to a modern person is kind of a weird-looking uh, electric dog fence. Yes, it, it, it looks it, extremely dangerous. It does. Now, this is my comment on, on – how safe it is Mm -hmm. what what is the age of this home uh 100 years okay so it's been there 100 years and uh, has not been burned down and and hadn't caught the house on fire now i am not saying live with that right but that would not be my decision not to buy i would buy the house if it had knob and tube that that would not keep me from purchasing the house would you live with it no i would redo the wiring Okay. But I but I that would not me that would not make my decision not to buy. All right, so let's say you're not Jeff and you can have this house. You can buy it. It has the knob and tube, but you don't have the money to replace the electrical immediately. Do you still buy the house? Yes. Okay. Again, it's been there 100 years. Yeah, Jeff would now, I wouldn't. Now, <laughs> really? Yeah, really? No. Give me your opinion. No, I, I, I wouldn't because I I do inspections behind these houses, and uh-huh. I've seen too many house fires with and, – and you know where the fire is? In the wall. Huh. It's not where you can see it. Yeah. It's where you can't see it. Huh. You know, okay. so – and that's – to me, that's always the problem. Folks, you can buy a pretty house, but if you don't know what's underneath the pretty – Right, you you could set yourself up to well, that a was lot of issues. Then you've got to worry about insurance. What's the insurance policy on a knob and tube house? Pam mentioned this to me yesterday. Is there a difference? I know Jeff, you've worked with a lot of insurance in your career. Is there a difference in knob and tube? Uh, you know, I, I or that I, you've seen or come I, across that, that is really not in my wheelhouse. Okay. okay. Now, what I can tell you. Mm. We we have done through my twenty two three plus years in the in this business, we have done a tremendous amount of uh, fire rebuilds, mm-hmm. big, small, and large. Right. I can count on one hand the ones that were started with electrical. Really? Yeah. Most house fires in mm-hmm. my career mm-hmm. have either been negligent by someone in the household, right? Uh, intentional by someone in the household, right? Um, we did have one attic fire uh, that started from a um, um, oh, what's it called the 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 um, circular fan in the attic. Yeah, yeah. static fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Motor so caught on th- fire. That 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 was the closest electrical fire that we had that was not intentional. Interesting. A lot of. Uh, so, I guess. I guess you guys don't have to clean up a lot of cigarette burn fires anymore. That was that was the that's what took out the seventies houses. Well, you know? We did. It's funny you mentioned that there there was a kid smoking and and wasn't supposed to be and caught the house on fire. Oh no. <laughs> I knew it was there somewhere. It was not me. Well, All you've right. got—I mean, just take knob and tube out of the out of the picture. Let's just say older components 
are going to have a higher tendency to fail. Yes. That is, that oh. is, that is something and Google so said. If, if when it, you get into an older house, you may want to think about, and this is what happens in a flip. This is my experience in a flip, is that they'll come in and throw a bunch of paint on it. They may put some siding in. They'll put in new windows, but they do not deal with plumbing and electrical. When you say you looked at that panel, mm-hmm. my question to you was what? Did you take the panel? Did you take the dead front off and look at what's behind it? Because, like I said, if you looked at the panel, like when you walk up and find that 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 electrical panel in your home where the breakers are, it looked like a brand new box, right? And it it could be a brand new box. Okay, this is. I'm going to bring Pam's, and 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 I'm not disagreeing. If if knob and tube was a way to go, we'd be doing that today. We'd still be right. doing it, it is not the way to go. <laughs> now, I, I would simply get an estimate of what it's going to cost to to bring it up to date. It's going to cost me ten grand. Right. I, in my offer, I'm writing I'm writing ten grand to fix electrical. Okay. So. All right. Done. Okay. Yeah. Done. Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah. All right. So not to wait this make this person wait any longer than they have to. Ela is on the line in Memphis and has been waiting for forever and has a roofing question. Ela, are you are you still with us? And I'm so sorry. I thought y'all forgot all about me. But I, I know. Pretty <laughs> good. Who won? Uh, 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 Jeff won. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. I'm on that, Jeff wait, wins. Wait. That round. <laughs> We're still going. <laughs> I didn't win the war. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> building i know it's you know not residential but uh we do everything ourselves as much as we can and it's a flat roof it was built in the 1930s and the roof's been replaced multiple times Mm. you know over that period of time i'm 100 percent sure of that Um, and uh right now i find myself in need of a new roof which is anywhere from 40 to 60 thousand dollars um that i've so far estimated, gotten estimates on. Uh, what I would like to do, though, is do a stopgap so that I can, one, figure out how I'm going to put this in the budget, and two, you know, maybe I can find somebody that can do a, you know, economical job, for, but just as good a job. I'm not trying to go for the cheapest. I'm trying to go for what what works and on all, you know. So have anyway. You, have you so, had more than one estimate, uh, Ela? Yes, I had a 63K, I had a 42K, I had a 50-something, and the difference is so much for the same damn thing, it's confusing to me. So, Is this like, like a, let me ask some questions, Eli. The building is older, so what kind of roof have you, is it like a rolled gravel roof? Is we that, what, that what's on I there? Enough there, but yes, it's black and it's got the stripes. So I'm thinking, yes, rolled gravel. Just like a rolled so, gravel. Oh, so it's a ballast. Yeah. It's, it's a, ooh, boy, that is old. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. We, we haven't done a ballast <laughs> roof in a, in a while. Can Is it is it possible to to uh, tape and wire this thing together until you can have that money? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying what did you just say, tape? No, no, <laughs> not literally. Yeah, no, he's, no, no, he no. wants to duct tape the building. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. No, I just meant, is there a way that, you know, like a roofer can, can, I know it's terrible to continue patching, but if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. Yeah. Right, right. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. So I have, let's 
want to make sure that I have the right um, material. And everything I read online, of course, is like poly this, you know, at, you know whatever. I don't even know. So I, I did the research all but three days ago, and I've forgotten everything about it. But I just wanted to know what your recommendation would be for the patches, because some of the gaps and holes are not as obvious. Uh, for example, it's like in a corner where it's just like water's dripping down the wall. It's not a hole. It's just, you know, a gap. Does that make sense, kind of? Yeah, this is what I think I'm going to try. Um I'm probably throwing the the top one out and the bottom one, and I'm going to talk to the guy in the middle or, or girl. Who, I'm going to talk to the company in the middle. Uh, I want to know what kind of roof they're putting on. I'm definitely getting rid of the ballast roof, um, and I want to go either EPDM uh, is probably what I'm going to go with. And what I, th- what I think I would suggest is check that particular contractor or that company out, do your due diligence on that, and work a deal with that contractor. Can you come in and buy me six months? I'll sign a contract now if you'll buy me six months, and in six months you're putting a new roof on my house. Now, I'm not, I'm not asking for free. You know, none of us can work for free. So what's it going to cost to get me this six months? I'm going to put that in my evaluation sheet and um, see if everything makes sense. Okay, so you're saying basically have the same guy come in and do the patch up, basically, and then and with the kind of promise of, you know, six months from now, we're going to get it together. The, and yeah, w- with the promise of a signed contract. Okay. So this guy in the middle, uh, the okay, so I'll, I'll tell you, the first guy, the 40-something, um, I, the conversations I had with the man were good, decent conversations, you know, like they were solid. I don't know how to explain it, but anyway. Um, and then, but he was saying that instead of, uh, like, getting the um, whatever gravel stuff off, uh, he would do like a white poly um, cover, which is kind of like putting a plastic bag on top of it. Sort yeah, of. he's talking about probably a TPO right on top of it. No way! Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. No way. So. Really? Really? Tell me why. I'm Tell not. Why. Well, again, I can't see it, and it's on the radio, so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But he's leaving twenty thousand dollars on the table. That's why I'm going to talk to the company in the middle. Yeah, and now, and then and then think about the weight that you're putting on there. Think about the people that are going to walk on that roof because there's probably mechanicals up there. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. On a commercial building, is this something that is this like your place of business? It's a warehouse that we have uh, spaces rented out of. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, you know, I I had a TPO put on top of my flat roof. And they just went right on top of what was there. There's not a lot of weight I'm on a okay TPO. I'm okay with that, but but she's got she's got ballast. She, there, there's gravel up there. Well, she thinks she's not sure well, if it's just a regular well, rolled I know that there's gravel underneath the strips. I think there's, oh, there's like, gravel there's under the strips. Of, yeah, there, there's yeah. only one layer, um, 
and then under it is gravel. I'm I'm almost certain of that. Yeah. But, well. All right. Ela, uh, hang on just a moment. Uh, we, we're going to have like to kind of put some thought into this. Um, Ela is on the line in Memphis. We were talking about a roofing question, and, and we were having an issue between three estimates and what should be done to repair this roof. But I think we might have an answer, Pam. Yeah, and I'd love to tell you it was my answer, but Jeff actually gave yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, I think what you should do, Ela, is get get an inspector out there to tell you what you got up there before you do anything else. Find out what the materials are, and you know, then and not somebody who's got a vested interest in it. Just right. a pay an inspector to get up there, take you a bunch of photographs, tell you what the materials are. Now you can make an educated decision because you know what it is. It's just, yeah, it's just a uh, a, um, a a quick and easy way. Well, well, I'll say this. It's a few hundred bucks with someone who's not going to be there to sell you anything. Yeah, yeah, they're and, not they're not trying to sell you. They right. just tell you what kind of what's going on, and right. then you can go to the experts and but anyway, that, that that's right. that's where I would head, Ayla. There you go, Ayla. Thanks. I hope that helps out a lot. Let's keep moving to TJ and Kosciuszko about a historical home in Jackson. TJ, I'm so sorry you had to wait for so long, but how's it going? It's going good. How y'all doing? Good, good. good. There's somewhere in Jackson, there is a Frank Lloyd Wright Usonian small home. Where's that thing located at? I want to go look at it. Isn't, isn't that in Bellhaven? It's in Bellhaven. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm not sure where. Interesting. All right, yeah. Uh we're we're getting a uh, a current Google search uh is Fountainhead. Uh there you go, Fountainhead in Jackson by Frank Lloyd Wright. Uh and it is in Bellhaven. I'm not gonna give this address. Yeah, but it, you know, you yeah, can Google don't it. Do, so I don't put that on the yeah, air. Don't but, do that. Don't, but you I can Google, Google it. it. I couldn't find it. I don't know what I must have been Googling wrong. Yeah, it's called Fountainhead. You may have made her mad. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> Just a thought. Oh. Okay, I'll start with that. I want to go take a look at that little thing. There you go. I think we've inspected it, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Call us again, TJ. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Appreciate TJ. It. Appreciate it. All right, let's keep moving. Gordon's on the line in Tupelo, and he's building uh, some uh, with some roof issues. What's going on, Gordon? Hey, I'm up in Tupelo, and what I've got is uh, an old, oh, it's an old furniture store when I bought it, and it's an empty uh, warehouse. I've got my glass studio in there. It's 8,000 square feet with uh, a roof that's open. I'm looking up at the rafters, uh, one by six, going horizontal. Well, there's so much humidity, and I don't have a lot of air movement out there. I live in the back, and I've got an HVAC. But up there, anyway, I'm getting rot on the edges, and it's starting the wood is basically rotting away. Mm. And I know it has to be done. I have to, you know, cut out the rotten wood and put on a new roof. And, I, you know, in the day, I could do it myself, but now I'm afraid I'd fall off, break a hip, and my kids would put me in a crappy rest home. So I'm trying to find a <laughs> roofer. And, and that's my question, is I've had... People come out, everybody from two guys in the truck to, to the big boys with the polo shirts with their names on them. Right. And they'll, so they'll look at it and they'll say, okay, great. You know, we're going to send the satellite over and we're going to give you a quote and we'll be back <laughs> next week. And this has been going on for six months. Oh, uh, really? Get anybody. So what do you think? Um, that means nobody wants to do it. No, I, I tell you, if you will call, I've got some friends in Tupelo. 
If you okay. will call the Home Builders Association of Tupelo. Okay. Uh, I love you, Jeff. You're always, I got a guy. I got a I guy. Know, yes. I know. <laughs> I got a guy. That's been the problem. Everybody has well, a guy, but the guys come once. No, <laughs> but I, I want you to call Home Builders okay. of, of Tupelo Association. Is it is it Tupelo or is it North Mississippi? Well, it could be North Mississippi. Yeah, okay. Whatever is yeah. in that area, I don't want to okay. say. Can I say the guy's name? No. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying the guy's name. Just call. But there's him. a guy. There, there, I, got he, a guy. I promise he knows. He knows somebody up there that can that can handle this this issue. He's been there all his life. Oh wait, this is someone to refer someone else. Yeah, give him the name. Yeah, his name's Kenneth. All right. Yeah, call Ken. Call Kenneth. <laughs> And Ken's the guy with, with Tupelo Home Builders Association. Absolutely. Home Builders Association of Northern North yeah. Mississippi. He, he, he's he's uh, local. He's also a state and national reps for us. So he he knows wow. the guy. Wow. And I, can, and I can drop your name on this. Please. Oh, be like, okay. Well, yeah, I just got to get it done because it's going to fall down. No, he will, no look, you, you call Kenneth. Okay, now what about once I get this roof on here? And it's, I know it's going to cost me a ton of money because there's three layers of asphalt. That's right. That are probably going to want to be stripped off and new one on. I'm looking at 30 or 40 grand, whatever. But now what do I do in that? It's a cinder block building, 8,000 square feet. What do I do to prevent that from happening again? Do I, put I, it's, put it's some put air roof. movement. Yeah, put some fans in there, big ones. Okay. Move the air. Uh, right, Pam? Well, you... Yeah, I, I mean, mean, well, the problem you're going to run into in a, you know, you got an old building, we've got Mississippi humidity, you know, and then you close it in, and so you it cool just, the bottom part and cool the bottom part, <laughs> and everything up top starts to get sweaty. Well, no, see, this is open. I'm looking up at the decking of the roof. It's all open rafters. It's beautiful, actually. But right, it's not but are way. you air conditioning the lower part? Where no. you are? I'm only air conditioning my living space behind it. Okay. And, uh, I don't have air. I don't have. I freeze in the winter and I sweat in the summer out there. I would I'm put in um, some type of ventilation up there, so that you're moving yeah. the air some. Because when it just sits there, what you what you've done basically is you've enclosed a you've kind of made yourself it's a, a greenhouse, a sauna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd oh, move yeah, the, the air. water drips down the insides of the windows. Oh you know? yeah, I bet. So you've just uh, Jeff's right. Coming in with some type of a, and you could come in with one of these awesome fans. You, if you've got an opening on one side and a fan on the other, I was talking to a client the other day because they had a really long ranch house with a gable vent on both mm-hmm. sides and nothing in the middle. So I was like, put you a thermostatic fan on one gable, point it out. I know that sounds counterintuitive, right. but you point it right. outside and it sucks all that air through there. So that's the same idea. You got to get some air that's movement right. up there. Yeah, because it happened fast. One day it was starting to go, and boy, I turned around and it was just white and black, and it's ugly. Yikes. Yeah, I bet it's been going on a minute, and all of a sudden, you know, it's yeah. it's funny. People don't notice something, and then when they do, they can't look at anything yeah. else. <laughs> That's right. That's true. You're just like, oh, all my right. God, well, it's going to fall will, in. <laughs> all right, Gordon. Kenneth, thank, you, thank you so much. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate it. I hope that helps. All right, one more real quick. Clarksdale, David's on the line asking about a chimney needing repair. What's going on with your chimney, David? Yeah, I've got, you know, red brick chimney on the outside of my house. It's like 50 years old. Um, The mortar is kind of cracked and, you know, needs repair. 
uh, of some kind. And, and I, I, I ran across it somewhere on the internet, um, a product they were like selling, um, you know, they said to coat brick, you know, that w- makes waterproof and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I just wanted to know, rather than repointing, I think that's the term, you know, the mortar in this, right. um, can I, uh, you know, paint it over with some sort of clear, you know, waterproofing material that'll stop the water kind of coming in the cracks and the cracks getting worse and things like that. How old did you say this uh, chimney was? It's, it's from the 70s, so like 50 years old, I guess. Okay, okay. Um, and, are you going to use this chimney? Um, actually, not really, no. Um, no, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it, when I moved in the house, it, you know, the chimney hadn't really been used. So that's, that's it could be either, either way, but I haven't been using it. I don't necessarily need to use it. I'm more concerned about... You know the the water you know, entry, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The water's entering, and there may be. I, I'm not sure uh, if, if um, there's some water like in the fireplace. I'm not. I, I think it might be from the crack. It might possibly be from flashing. But I, I really want to focus in on on you know what I should do with you know the brickwork that looks like it needs repair. David, unless you're in love with that chimney, I would remove it. I can't. I mean, it's a major part of the house. It's, okay, it's, that fine. would be a huge job. I mean, it's, well, yeah. fine. Le- leave it there. There, there are products uh, on the market that that will buy you a little little bit more time. Eventually, you are going to get a mason out there and rebuild that chimney. Um, again, this is radio. I can't see it, but there is a product called Siloxane. Best product I've ever seen on the market for brick. Not that we endorse that. Right. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't change the color. You cannot see it, but it works. And it's a sealer that seals. It, it is a sealer. <clears throat> yeah, that'll um, buy you a little bit of time. But if you've got Eventually you're going to get a brick mason to rebuild it. Yeah, or you know, I'm not, I'm thinking I might even get our our buddy the chimney sweep to go over there and take a look at that thing because if you're getting water in your firebox mm-hmm. you need to figure out where that's coming from because if it's coming through the brick and coming down that flue you could have more issues than what you can see yeah and i'd want somebody to go in there and clean that up and take a look at it i just had them come i have mine i'm a nerd folks i have my yes. chimney cleaned every year because i burn a lot of wood and I just had them seal my um, the cap. Mm-hmm. It just it had a bunch of cracks. The cap in it. is the thing that's on the top of on the, the chimney, right? On the very top. And I have a um, I had a new flue put in. I don't know about fifteen years ago, and it's a clay flue. Well, mm-hmm. it's metal, and then it's clay on the top, and then they capped it so the chimney sweeps don't go down in there. But the cap itself is mortar, or it can be mm-hmm. brick. Yeah. And he put an epoxy type thing yeah. on it to keep the water right. from, you know, coming down in there. So you want to, if it were me, I would try to diagnose why is, why is that water That's getting right. in? And then I would start trying to figure out what my solution is. <laughs> well, okay. it's getting in because the chimney's wore out. So okay, yeah. Because what, okay, well, David? Tell me, what's sure. the age of this of this home? It's in the seventies, fifty like, years. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's time. Well, uh, okay. Well, can you tell? You know, repeat the name of that product that you mentioned. Siloxane Sil- is the chemical. Uh, there's a brand name called Sure Seal, but it's S I L O X A N E. 
Just Google that, and uh, I have used it personally. It is a very, very good uh, uh, water repellent. Do you put it in a sprayer? Just to get you a can spray. brush it on, roll it on, pump up, spray it on. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Prepare your David, surface, David. Clean the surface before you put. You use the product. That sounds like your stuff, man. I hope that helps. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Yes, yes sir. sir. Have a great day. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And uh, we've been having kind of a wild show today, but I've got a couple of other things to cover here. All right. So last week, we and we've talked about using foam right around the penetrations in your home so like if you've got you know anywhere from uh, like uh, uh jeff you've mentioned top plate we've mentioned in um say behind your uh kitchen cabinets where the pipes are coming out of the wall you know things like that you've mentioned a lot of places where you've used foam in the in the in the home pam yeah, up in my attic. Yeah. Well, uh, I got an e- uh, email in. This is really neat. Marlon from Liberty University. Enjoy your show. Last week, you all talked about using spray foam to plug penetrations in the home. It works great until you need to access to that penetration again. It's very hard to remove the foam if you have to put something through there. So uh, a cable trough trick, shove a plastic bag into the penetration, then fill the bag with foam. It will expand and fill the hole. But if you need access again, uh, the bag, uh, the foam can be removed cleanly with the bag. So in other words, put the little plastic bag in there, trash bag, take your uh, your Walmart bag, sorry, the plastic shopping bag, <laughs> and uh, put it in the hole, fill it up with uh, that. It'll It'll... So apparently that will help you get the foam out if you ever need to take Not the foam out. Not a bad idea. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to figure out why I would need access to that. But Well, let's say you're um, – uh, I remember back in the day I rewired my home from the top on the top plate right. with Cat5. Um, okay. And that's where I could have used that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Or just drill another hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, now i got a hole. You know, what, one, oh, I got you. one thing we did not add to that comment from last week, we should be using fire caulk. Oh. So that, that is code to fire caulk it's that hole. It's orange. Oh, okay. Okay. It's yeah. all orange. Yeah. Fire yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, a, just a caveat. Nothing. We should still fill those holes, but fill it with fire caulk. With a fire no, that, caulk. It's that's a why you're here. A fire, a fire I retardant. think it's got a, uh, that can has got a black lid on it. Uh, and it says, yeah, it's going to say fire It's a little fire different. Right. It's right. a little bit That's more right. expensive. Yeah. Right. Because okay. if, if we can keep the fire contained to the living quarters, right. uh, once it gets in the attic, it is at it's that over. point uh, uncontrollable right. and, and moves very quickly. You know, okay. that's the reason they took attic stairs out of houses. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if you have a fire in the house, it can go right up that attic stair no if it's way. not sealed up well. It never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you've not listened to the show before, they've got this. Uh, we've got this feature called Talk to Us, where you go to our uh, you go to our app, the MPB Public Media app, and uh, from there you go to the menu and, and you can go to Talk to Us and find Fix It One Hundred One, and you know send us a question, whatever. Well, we got one this past week that was just fantastic about a. a uh, about bathrooms. Uh, Java, go ahead and play that. 
What are your thoughts about the tub-over-tub bathroom upgrades that we see advertised on TV so much now? Is is this a good idea, or is this something that's going to cause a uh, bathroom contractor to say really bad things at some point down the line? Uh, Also, uh, the same thing with... uh, showers and 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 one day installation conversion from bathtub to showers it just seems to me that that does not allow time to uh do quality work and I, i'm just curious about your thoughts on that thank you so before jeff jumps <laughs> um, i have a thought i know he does <laughs> i know what he's gonna yeah, say yeah, i know exactly what he's gonna yeah say. yeah um so I will say that I would like Jeff for us to try to cover both sides of the issue. And we that will means let, I go first. No, no, no. <laughs> we will let Jeff do if if all things were right with the world, what would Jeff do? Um, I am not. 100% opposed to the bathtub over bath. No, wait a second. I counted on you I, for I know, the, yeah. I know. Now, let me let me let me throw the caveat in there. Okay. Uh and I know it firsthand. Uh-huh. I have got some rental property and right. and I just said, "You know what? I'm I'm going to check this." Mm-hmm. So I, I checked pricing. Mm-hmm. And I made my decision be, uh, on not based on nothing but 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 price. Right. I could put in a new bathroom for what the tub over tub cost. Okay. Now, now sounds I'm, like a guy selling I'm go- bathrooms. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the 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 audience here. Which one do you think is best, a new tub or tub over tub? Again. If they were equally the same price, which one would you do? Is there anything you wouldn't buy from Jeff? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, Jeff, you're absolutely right. And if and if and if you know that's that's absolutely. Correct. However, not the only option out there. No, so we have not to, at all. So, and and some of the things I, I was talking to one of the people here at MPB the other day, and Pam, I'm going to let you go. But the 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 what she brought to me was, hey, we were new homeowners. We 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 didn't know what to do. We did know that one of the old tiles was broken on on the side. You know, one of the tiles was broken. Then the diverter. Inside the wall didn't work anymore. And then uh, part of the tub was chipped. It was just so much stuff. A new homeowner had no clue what to do with. And it was like person walks in and says, this can all go away. Uh, a lot of learning to be done, though, from what I understand. Instead, you know, yes, it's a one day installation, but I understand it took a month to get that installation uh, set to come in. In other words, yes, they walk in with a finished product, but that's after they've measured your tub and sure. you know all this other stuff. So it's not just a walk in at nine and walk out at five with a new bathroom. Well, so. and and two, how can we be that busy that we need that bathroom in one day? Well, I don't know if you got three kids in one bathroom. Uh, well, you, know, you need yeah. to sell the house and buy another right, bathroom. Right. So, Pam, your your thoughts. Well, I think it just goes down to, you know, we've just, we're across the spectrum on this show. 
you've got folks that don't make a lot of money and right. you've got folks that make gobs of money, you right. know. And so making a choice when you got a big bank account is really easy. But whenever you're a family, mm-hmm. you know, in a situation where that may be your very best option. I always ask, like I went and did an inspection the other day for a family who were they their their mom had died. They wanted to kind of see the condition of her home. And my first question was, what's the end game here? Are you wanting to are you wanting to fix this up to sell it? Are you wanting to fix it up to rent it? Right. Are you gonna use it? Tell me what the end game is. And that's where I think it's important whenever a consumer starts looking at what is your end game here? What are your options? Are you want to just you want to pretty it up because it's going to make you feel better? Mm-hmm. Do you need to make it functional? If I've got three kids in one bathroom, I'm probably not going to do a bathroom remodel. Right. You know what I did here that she told me that I was that I thought, oh, wait a minute. There's a sales. There's a sales piece right there. Uh, they did have a problem with the bathtub five, six years later, and they just brought a new one. And installed it. It's lifetime. It was lifetime guaranteed. And then, and so I was like, oh wait a minute, it was lifetime guaranteed. That 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 does change the equation because, as we know, say like if we were put in a new bathroom, we have the guarantees on the on the in the particular individual. Uh, you know, faucets, things like that that you use the the, and you also have a guarantee on the work for as long as you do, right? Mm. It, if it's who, a big who, operation, then who, yeah. who, whose lifetime are we talking about? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just you got to read the fine print on if some of that If the company goes out of business, so does the warranty. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. So sometimes, but you know, you just have to ask those questions. It, yeah. it would be great if we could come up with one answer for everybody. Sure. Right. Yeah. But you just don't. Well, yeah. that's why there's chocolate and vanilla. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know? I, I, what I did at my house is I had a green bathroom from the 50s yep and my little rat terrier stared at that tub all the time so i knew there was something living under there i just right. knew it right and there so, probably was and there was you <laughs> sure. should have seen the net when we started tearing that bathroom out my dad came over with a sledgehammer and we went to town and we ripped everything down to the studs right and then i hired somebody to come back and put it back Right. You know, people are paying big money now for the green and the pink. I know. I know. And I ripped every bit of that money. stuff out. Mm-hmm. So. With a sledgehammer, no less. Well, it wasn't coming and, back. And then we had to use a sawzall to cut that tub. That's right. <laughs> to mean, get it out. To get it out. But, uh, yeah. So I, I did the, you know, tear it all out. But I've seen the over tub things and they work. I mean, they're fine. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with... Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, having a fun time today on the air. And we were talking about something that we have touted on the radio many times, uh, a, 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 a life hack, have you, whatever you want to call it, a, a, a tip. And it's the penny in the freezer trick. And, and what that is, is it... Uh, uh, we've we've described this many times. Let's say you're having to leave town. There's a hurricane coming in. You're going on vacation. Whatever. You're leaving your house for an extended amount of time, right? So you take a cup. Uh, you fill that cup, you know, partial partial way with water. And then once that cup freezes, when it, when it, when that water freezes, you take a penny or a coin of some sort, put it on the top, and then you just leave it there in the freezer. 
right? So the idea is when you come home, that if that penny has moved at some point, you lost power, right? Yes. Uh, so if the penny's anywhere except for the on the very top, you lost power. So that is what, and we've talked about this as a great indicator to find out. But but I found a, an article on Lifehacker the other day, <laughs> and they said even though we even touted it and made this part of the lore, that that it's a little sketchy. Mm, I cannot uh, wait yeah. to hear this. So it talks about the freezer penny trick, but then it says uh, why the penny in the freezer trick does not work. And it goes through some stuff. The guy's kind of obviously got a little bias going on here. But uh, he said, first, ice floats. So when the penny is on the top and the other water around the sides and stuff, have, in other words, there's this little puck of ice on top that's holding that coin. Mm-hmm. So unless it slips off the side... You're not going to know. Uh, so that was one point. Uh, that was that was the freezing point. So he, he literally went through a, a experiment with the couple okay. of coins and cups. Which I can debunk that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Right. Now, everyone knows water freezes at 32 degrees, correct? Okay. Yes. If, if, my, if my penny or my coin is on top of that ice... I'm okay if that freezer goes out for a period of time and and but as and as long as my product inside that freezer did not thaw out, I'm okay with that. So obviously if there's still ice in the cup, it didn't get warm enough to thaw. Well, you are right. Hang on just a second. The the <laughs> Pam sitting there with her. I'm just I'm knuckles just listening. on the table. Uh, Pam, I'm listening. I'm ready. Come yeah. on. I'm listening. Now, you know what? Uh, you know what? He went back and he said, actually, there is there is some good science behind this and why why we've perceived it working. The problem he says is with the mechanics and physics of the penny on the ice. Okay. But the solution was, he said, instead of doing that, uh, fill a cup halfway with ice cubes. And he said, they're cubes. If they melt, ah. they won't be cubes if it melts. I like that. I know, yeah. right? You know I what I'm do like yeah. that. So, so fill it up with just See, regular. old dog can learn new tricks. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, wouldn't that be the same principle like if you look in your ice bucket? <laughs> but, but see, like if you already well, fill a cup true, up and it's solid true, ice. True. You know, if it's solid ice already yeah. when you have it in there, then it can freeze and come. In other words, yeah. it's going to be the same uh, yeah. look. But if you just have ice cubes and you go back and it's just, you know, just water. It's or, all chunky at the bottom. Yeah. I've got some other hacks. I would like to talk to this guy. Uh, uh, really? A life hacker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, here, here's one for you. Pam, I'm going to let you do this because I know that you have done this at your home. Is there a way to easily remove old caulking around windows? Why do you say I have I ever talked about moving, getting the caulk out of my? You windows? talk about putting caulk everywhere. I know, but I've never removed it. Really? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Well, then I'll tell you my experience. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's if it's a silicon, it's it's yeah, it's it, it's, it's it's always difficult. It's never really easy. However, however, um, it, it, for me, the best, easiest, fastest way is with a blade, a, a, a razor blade. Not not necessarily one that you you uh, like a 
old school razor blade you hold, but right. like a, a like a carpet cutting knife or a box yeah. knife, yeah. something yeah, like something that. really sharp. You yeah. want to score it. Yes, yes. You just score the. Uh, that's like people. Let me tell folks, quit painting your electric panels. Stop it. Just stop painting electric panels. Yes, they paint that, the electric panels. They illegal? paint the screws, <laughs> and then and then the home inspector comes along, and we're supposed to look in there. And well, so I start uh, that, scoring and cutting. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying really, really hard not to damage anything. That right. that that problem has gone away because the so-called paint brick is no more. We don't have paint brick. What is paint brick? Well, paint brick was old brick, not not old brick like uh-huh. old Chicago, but brick that just didn't sell well. Right. And so during COVID, when we couldn't get supplies, uh-huh. all of that inventory moved out. That's why you see all the painted houses. Oh. But if you will drive around now, you do not see painted houses. Not, huh. not Be- as much. Not as much yeah. because we're paying we Premium can't, we, for bricks. Yeah, we can't buy that brick anymore because it's it's non-existent. Right. So we're not painting good, pretty brick. Right. Yeah, but I'm talking about in the laundry room behind the door. Oh, right. you're, you're talking about your inside panel. I'm talking right. about that crazy inside panel because Mama doesn't like the gray, so she starts painting it. Well, now you can't get the, the crazy screws, screws out. Yeah, okay. Oh, and then you're going to okay. yell at me because I cut Different them off. Different panel. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. All right. There we go, <laughs> Stop folks. Stop it. An entire show in that amount of time. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Chava. Mr. Java Chapman. Java Chapman. Our call screener today, of course, Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Oh, uh, next is Everyday Tech, followed by Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart at 11. Make sure you join us next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.